my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Studio 22. I'm Brock O'Hearn. I'm with my co-host, Will Meldman, and we are sitting with Michelle Wee West and Johnny West. The, for those of you watching or listening, this is what a power couple looks like. <laughs> this is it right here. How are you guys doing? Good. 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 Thanks for having us. Yeah. Super excited. Thanks for coming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, little technical difficulties in the start, but you know, we're here now. How's, uh, you guys were just all golfing together, right? Recently? Or putting? Putting. Yeah. Um, yeah, Will was gracious enough to come to the LA Golf Soft Opening, uh, I think two days ago. And it's a really cool space, you know, um, LA Golf first started in shafts, now they're going to putters, and um, they created this space. It's like, kind of like a Soho-y vibe, but for golf, um, they've also gamified the game, like for putting. Um, so it's a really cool space, and I'm excited for everyone to come and visit and try it out. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a great location too super accessible and like the golf in the office is like my favorite thing in the world so that was that was pretty impressive what what do you, when you say gamify what exactly is that what is that yeah so it's just like a putting mat um and there's like a big screen so it's like think about like bowling right and they have like the screen with the check marks and the scores and there's like little dots um three feet six feet nine feet all the way up to like 12 11, 11 think, feet yeah. and you can go from the center the side um and there's like all these like gifts on the screen if you make it if you lose it um it's a lot of fun and i think it opens up for everyone you know i think top golf has done such an amazing job bringing more people in to play the game of golf but also that kind of requires somewhat of a skill level and i feel like putt putt and putting you know it really opens it up even more um so this is a lot of fun that's cool 
yeah my uh <laughs> my buddies have some good stories of we were at a bachelor party and we uh played top golf wasn't pretty <laughs> wasn't pretty but it was a lot of fun um that's awesome oh, there was a competition right was it a uh, uh yesterday did, did you guys did you, either one of you win what happened no it was no. funny johnny might have I, I got yeah. close. Oh, you I got did? close. Yeah, but it's funny because the founder actually won. And I'm like, you can't win your own event. <laughs> With the prize money. With the prize money. That's hilarious. He's like giving out the prize money and wins the prize money back. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you started golf young, right? How, how old were you when you first started? Yeah, I was four years old. Um, and I try to play all different sports. Honestly, I just knew I wanted to be a professional athlete from day one. And that's what I really wanted to do. So I tried everything. I wanted to be a tennis player. I did gymnastics and ballet, which I crossed off pretty much immediately. I was a lot taller than everyone else. And um, did baseball. I figured out I'm good at sports with something in between my hands and the ball. Um, and then slowly started to realize I'm not very athletic in the sense of running or catching really good hand-eye coordination so that just really landed me on golf and i was like okay this is the last sport on my list to cross <laughs> off i have to be good at this i have zero options left that's amazing oh, so when did it really start picking up for you um i started when i was four my first time on a golf course was when i was seven and i qualified for a national event when i was 10 and at that point um things really started to pick up for me. And I won the biggest event in Hawaii when I was 12 by like 13 strokes. Um, but what I think a lot of people don't realize was how large I was as a child. <laughs> so whenever I, I was know like, oh, I think teen, <laughs> child, phenom, I had the body of like a 40-year-old, like a built 40-year-old. So I was 5'7 when I was 10 and I weighed 175 pounds. So if I didn't like beat my competitors, I for sure could have like eaten them. <laughs> if, you if you didn't beat them on the golf course, you would have beat them in the parking lot. Exactly. <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. Uh, that's got to be that's got to be such a wild feeling. Um, how uh, how different is it now as an adult golfing versus when you were younger? Is there is there any differences, or is it just like has the game of golf changed as well? The game of golf got a lot harder. I think when you're a kid, and that's a mindset that I always try to bring back is that you're just so confident. There's no fear, nothing bad has happened to you before. So now you're just going out with this, a body and mind full of confidence and afraid of nothing. And as you get older, things start to happen, bad things happen, fear gets instilled to you. So I always try to get back to that mentality that I had when I was a kid. It's hard uh, because a lot of bad things happen um, and you get scared. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen that a lot in a bunch of different sports and in my own life too, even in acting, it can be terrifying. Uh, but I would say MMA is one of the things too. You see these guys that come out and they got 16 knockouts, never yeah. been defeated and they get knocked out one time and they never can That's, do it they're again. They're done. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't, I, it's, I can totally imagine what it would be like, but I'm just happy I didn't go down that route as well. At that young age, you were able to compete with professional men and and drive the ball you know in some cases farther right so it was like i couldn't imagine being able to do that as like a as a kid it's extremely impressive what was that like playing in a field among men it was to be honest nothing different um when i did try to play baseball i was the only girl on the boys baseball team and i made um the all-star team 
And I was just a really big tomboy growing up. I would play with the boys with basketball during recess. Um, and it was just normal to me. So then when I ended up playing the Sony Open, some PGA Tour events, and people made a big deal out of it, I was like, why? Are girls not allowed to play? Right. I was just more confused <laughs> than anything else. And, you know, then people started being like, oh, you can't do that. And that just kind of made me want to do it even more. But I think it was just... Um, I didn't know any better. I just, that was normal for me. I had a lot of guy friends and who's to tell me I can't play with my friends, you know? Especially when you're beating a lot of them, <laughs> right? I mean, was that actually your mindset? Like yeah. comparing Hawaii, all state, all star, you know, little league baseball to, yes. to that? Yeah. I mean, also, I think what people also don't realize is that growing up in the islands, there's not a whole lot of opportunity. Um, and I pretty much won everything on the island. Like when I was 12, like I said, I won the biggest women's event by like 13 strokes. And from then on, you know, I just was trying to find new opportunities. And that was playing with the men and, um, you know, flying to the mainland was expensive. So I just would try to find more and more opportunities. But yeah, I mean, I just um, grew up playing with the boys. So I didn't really find that uh, much different. Cool. I learned something about my wife. There you go. Yeah, that's why you're the first couple we've had on here. So this is like, this is awesome to see where it's going to go. How, what else are we going to learn? All right. Plus, speaking of being a couple, what's it like uh, being parents? It's, it's amazing. Like, it, it, it's hard to describe the actual feeling, but um, the moment that it does happen, it's, it, it's such a game changer in your life. Like, you have, I, I don't really remember a lot pre- McKenna now like it's it's totally changed my life your life both of our lives together yeah I don't remember um not having a kid yeah it, it, it's it's truly amazing it's really hard but it's amazing at the same time it's undescribable yeah I mean I, I can only imagine yeah that's incredible we're gonna have kids one day. I mean, not together, but like <laughs> eventually, right? You guys will make beautiful babies. Yeah, yeah. thank you, thank you. We're, they have a very solid beard. I yeah, seriously. Yeah, there you I, go. I, I need those yeah. jeans. No. Oh, man. Yeah, we were we were joking about that when we first were making the podcast, coming up with names, and one of them was like the bearded bros. <laughs> yeah, decided to go a different route. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah, no, I I I absolutely love kids, and I don't have them, but I'm very avid uh uncle showing up for my uh family and they, those kids are amazing the reason i love being an uncle too is like you know i get them for all the good stuff and then i get to hand them back when they're being crazy uh but kids are the absolute best like are you seeing any signs of uh sports with with her already or you know she's probably pretty young right no um she loves golf and basketball already um and it's funny because we didn't expose her too much to basketball um, besides watching on the TV. Obviously, with golf, I would bring her out all the time to practice and she would see us play. So she would see that more in person, but she gets so excited about basketball. Like our the children's park that we go to is next to a basketball court and she just watches people play and she tries to dribble. Um, so yeah, I think she's pretty athletic. She's definitely got my husband's athletic genes more than mine, or I'm hoping so. Yeah. Her, her hand, eye, my athleticism. That's, that's what we're hoping that's for. That's a great combo right there. <laughs> she must love, like, bring your daughter to work day, Johnny being with the Warriors and you being a professional golfer, right? That's, like, best of both worlds. She's only She's been to one Warrior game, um, 
I don't think has she been to any of your golf events? No. Yeah, she did. Oh, um, from the from the balcony, right? No, but uh, when we we used to live in San Francisco, oh, and yeah, there was uh, a tournament at our home course, and um, Johnny brought her out for the last hole, and I made the putt, and people started clapping, and so she started clapping, and <laughs> it was like so awesome. Yeah. She loved the basketball game yeah. too. A lot of sensory overload. She I was, know. There's so much going on for, for kids. That's, Did you get her like the headphones? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the rite of passage, I feel. <laughs> it's amazing. That's awesome. Is she uh, tracking to be pretty tall as well? Yeah, she's oh. huge. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's That's amazing. Off, off the charts, yeah. Yeah, That's she's great. Um, not yet two, but she's wearing four-year-old clothing. No way. Already. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. excited to see where, where she takes her sports career, you know? Yeah, same. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Um, what was it like at 16 getting your Nike deal? It was um, crazy, but also not because nothing in my life changed. Um, it's not like I had bought a car or we moved houses. I still, my, my parents drove me to school. I went to the same high school, hung out with the same friends. So nothing in my life changed. Um, my parents put all that money in like a trust for me and were like, okay, you're not allowed to touch it, which I am really grateful for. Um, so not, I mean, I was, nothing changed. That's awesome though. I mean, yeah, I, I was, I was talking to Will about that earlier, you know, to go from, you know, a sport, obviously you're incredibly gifted at and you obviously work incredibly hard at and then to be uh, rewarded for it but to be one of the youngest in the space ever to do that and to do what you're doing and it's mind-boggling you know, at 16 I was like trying to figure out how to put my pants on right or something I could like, I don't know what was going on um, so it's incredible to hear that and to have you here on the podcast to meet both of you uh, officially and you know, it's, it's really cool to see that so I was trying to wrap my mind around what that would be like um, so it's cool it's so cool to hear that you're like oh you know nothing really changed kind of kept chugging along and you know you're still playing golf to this day so it's it's not something. just her saying that either like she's still to this day like that's to me what amazes me the most about her like mm. she's so normal and you wouldn't think that she was exposed to all of this at such a young age was in the public eye like most people can't handle that mm. and are incredibly affected going forward but I'm not trying to just, I'm not like, trying to brag, like, but like it's, keep talking. <laughs> true. Like I'm she's, starting to see why this works right here. <laughs> she's, uh, oh, that's cool. Humility yeah. is a, an incredible, you know, yeah. thing to have. Uh, and especially in the space where so many spaces too, like even in entertainment and everything too, uh, there's a lot of people that take a lot of things for granted and have big egos and, you know, uh, when you meet someone who's got the gift, got the talent, and then also is humble about it too, it's like, I like that person. I like. I think. I mean, back when I turned pro, when I was a kid, there was no social media, which mm -hmm. I think is totally different nowadays too. It was so easy to lead a normal life or be sheltered from it, and I give my parents a lot of credit for that. Um, but it's it's scary now. You know, I can't imagine if I had went down the same path in 2022, how different that would have been. Yeah. You know. Well, that's like going back to kind of what you're saying about failures too and getting getting scared or more things like there's so much more pressure I feel on people and kids these days with social media. And I went from nothing to overnight I had, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers and all of a sudden all these comments, good, bad, everything and you hear uh everything from good to I want to, you know, 
a lot of stuff I'm not going to mention, but you have to learn how to process it. And it can be very difficult, especially when you're passionate about something, you know, and it's like, okay, well, I was trying to play guitar and I got ripped apart, you know, and I'm like, I don't really want to play guitar anymore, you know? So playing a sport too, I can only imagine uh, what that would be like. And I, I don't know, is it, there's not really anyone I, I could think of that has done what you've done in this time as well, you know? So it's going to be interesting to see if anybody can ever get in that spectrum, you know, and then have the pressure of social media and what that does to them too. I'm kind of curious to see what that would be like. Yeah. Uh, pressure of social media is yeah. intense. And you yeah. see it too at, at the highest levels. Like you see all these NBA players who are playing at the highest level and what they have to go through from a social media standpoint, like it's crazy. And, and even with that, like guys at halftime are on their phones checking and seeing, you know, what's been said about them on Twitter. But I don't know. I, 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 could you imagine doing that? Like you miss a putt on, you know, for par on eight and then you're scrolling through. And oh, my God. I don't even have to scroll through. I already I can picture <laughs> all the comments already. And that's like the hard part, right? It's because you don't even know if that's even what's being said. But because it's happened to you so many in the times in the past where you, you've seen negative comments that you're just portraying it in the future. Like, oh, if I do this, oh, my God, like so-and-so is going to say this and this. And it might people not might not even think it, but you're just portraying in your own mind. Yeah. Would you say there's any tools or things you've done uh, to kind of cope with that or to understand or deal with it, you know, or keep it out of your mind when you're trying to focus on a game? Um, I love blocking people <laughs> I love and it. I take uh, it one step further. Yeah. I report them Ooh. for mean comments. I will never say a bad thing for being mean. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, if you follow me, then be a, I only feel like I follow people that I want to support and be happy for. Like, just don't follow me. Like you lost your privilege <laughs> block. <laughs> we talk about it a lot though. Like I just tell her like, who cares about what people are saying about you? Like who cares what Jim from Kansas is saying about, you know, your round or your, what you're wearing? Like it'll only matter what the people that know you, your family, your closest friends, like that's to me and everybody's different, but I've always had the mindset of like only care about what the people that know you care about yeah. you. Yeah. I always say, uh, you never hear a truly happy person say something bad about someone else. So then I look to people who are trying to bring you down or say negative things or even just stir the pot for whatever reasons they're trying to bring you down to their level. A lot of people do do that. Well, they'll bring you down to their level so that they can feel instead of working on themselves and healing and, and doing the work, um, they'll bring you down just so that they can feel above you. And it's like, you know, it's a simple mentality. I talked about it before about, you know, with Will a lot, uh, the crabs in the bucket, you know, there's a bunch of crabs in a bucket and one's trying to get out. The other one will pull it down and vice versa. They'll keep doing it. And they all stay in the bucket versus like, well, there's plenty of, uh, we can all get out if we help each other and then go on from there. And it's, there's plenty of avenues for success. There's plenty of avenues to, you know, be happy, to be healthy. And, and there's no one way to do it also. And we all struggle. We all have things we go through. So, uh, I've always looked at it as, you know, essentially every step I take is an opportunity to do good or to help someone or at least not hurt anyone, you know? And that's the thing too. It's like, it's easy to bring someone down or to be negative or to, you know, get in our own head about stuff, but, uh, it takes work and, and 
the better, more fulfilling thing is the happiness. And it's, it's to what you're saying. I, I, I completely agree. And it's, it's cool to hear people's mindset in that, in that space too. So I really like, like that. I respect that. Yeah. Johnny's got a really good mindset. He calms me down a lot of the yeah. time. Yeah. We're very good. Yin and yang. I feel like, especially with parenting. Cause I'm yeah. very like, Oh my God, she okay. I like Google everything, which is really bad. And then Johnny's like, Oh my God, just, center yourself calm down i'll be like on the couch watching a game or something and she'll be like oh my god does she have a fever and i'll just look at her and like not even (laughs) attempt to check and be like no she doesn't (laughs) she's like okay fine. (laughs) that's awesome it's good having both sides of that right (laughs) yeah it's important how'd you guys first meet we met through mutual friends um so Justin Thomas is a really good friend of mine. We both live in Jupiter. Um, and I guess he stayed with Johnny's family during the LA Open, during Greenbrier. So they got to know each other. And um, and we knew each other through mutual Stanford friends as well. Kirk Lacob um, was in the grade above me at Stanford. Um, and his really close friend is one of my best friends at Stanford. So this world is small and worked out. That's awesome. How long ago was that? December of 2018. 2018. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. When you know, you know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Both of us are very not patient. So yeah. things happen quickly. Yeah. That's great. We were, we were engaged after three months, got married after eight, and she was pregnant after 11 months. So, yeah, we were not patient. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what happens next. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you commented, oh, so this is kind of funny. When you first came in, uh, you commented on my truck out front. Yes. What was the first thought that came to mind when you saw it? I was very confused. There was like <laughs> gas tanks. Yep. Um, oh, that's funny. I just was really trying to figure out what it was. I come out with scenarios yeah. like, oh, is this guy a scuba diver? <laughs> Does he take this out? Does his truck become like a duck boat? He just goes out. I can see him like spear fishing. I just create this entire scenario in my brain. Tell me if I'm correct. It becomes a duck boat. Duck boat. Duck boat. Uh, D, the answer is D, all of the above. <laughs> I can do everything. When we drove up though, like, the first thing I said was like, that's definitely Brock's car. <laughs> <laughs> you knew. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, I'll, I'll walk outside every now and again at, uh, after we film a podcast or something, and then I'll see a, a group of guys just standing on gardeners or, or you know a neighbor or something like that. They're staring like, of course that's your truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's been it's been a fun project I've been working on for years and uh, still continuing to do it. But it really was something I wanted to um, make as an artist to go anywhere, anytime escape the madness the craziness you know have my like zen time basically but also for writing uh film uh you know scripts it really was like if i escape everything and i just focus because it's very easy to get distracted especially in la you know and social media and and so much going on all the time with different uh projects and things going on so for me that was like my happy spot and the happy place but it's so funny because I've like gone like twice. You know? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just keep working, you know? Well, you were working on it for so long, right? Yeah. I mean, you have like hot water, tents. I mean, it's like the full. Yeah. And I, I actually, I think uh, a friend a friend of mine kind of pointed that out to me too. He's like, that is what 
it is for you. You know, it's like, it's being able to do that is what gives you that, you know, peace of mind or, or whatever it is. It's like, it's the building it, it's the working, it's the designing it, you know, like how many extra batteries do I need to have? I put the solar on it, you know, oh, I want to make sure I have hot water when I go out. Is there food? Is there water? Like everything. Uh, so it's just fun. Like, cause I love just, just like film, just like a script as well. It's, you know, it's puzzle piecing it all together so that it makes a great story. Uh, for me, it's the same thing with the truck is like, can it do everything? And if anything goes wrong, do I have the tools or the skills to make sure that like, you know, if I'm 500 miles out and I get a flat tire, do I have a Jack? Do I, can I change the tire? You know, like it's a big truck. Let's see what happens if that goes wrong, you know? So it's just a fun, uh, thing for me. And it's, you know, something I, I like to spend my time on, I guess. Yeah. The next is, uh, finding a way to get your electric car to fit in that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, oh, that's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm uh, already scanning trailers, trust me, <laughs> but I actually just got an electric bike that goes on the back of it. So that's one of those things where, um, when I'm out camping, that top part turns into a tent and it becomes like a little ecosystem there. And I wanted something to kind of get around town, uh, or I guess out, out in the woods, they're not really town, but, um, and that was something that I can charge out there, you know, off the batteries I have, the solar uh, I can use to rip around and go pick up firewood, you know, do whatever. So, yeah, now I just got to go use it, right? Yeah. yeah. I could really yeah. picture all of that. It's, it sounds great. I mean, yeah. for me, it sounds great. So, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And I've taken it on some pretty crazy off-roading uh, expeditions so far. And it's, I am mind blown in what that thing can do. Like, climbing rock faces i've had the tire you know five six feet off the ground before if one one end you know and i'm like is this thing gonna snap in half right now or am i gonna make this thing what's gonna what's happening and it's a heavy heavy truck too so drive that's another reason um, i have a prius you know yeah. um is because getting around town is in that thing like a death sentence yeah. oh not for me for anyone yeah, who gets in my way <laughs> and i've been cut off so sometimes we're to the point where i slam the brakes so hard that my calf cramped Cause I, and I like inches away from hitting someone because it was like trying to stop and they cut me off and it just like, I know if I hit somebody, it's bad news yeah. for them. You know, it's terrifying to me. So I'm like, yeah, she can be parked and we'll take the little zippy Prius around, you know? <laughs> so it was a good move, especially, you know, gas prices at a million dollars yeah. a gallon. I feel safer with it outside oh, just yeah. in case. <laughs> That's it's probably got too. like yeah. a turret on the back of it. Yeah, yeah, it pulls out a little laser beam, you know? <laughs> yeah. We yeah, don't talk about the, the hidden Batman-style weapons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, if you guys ever want one, I'll help you design it. Just let me know. <laughs> I mean, like, we, we recently just got a new car, and I was very obsessed with trying to find a Raptor. So, like, I was... Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I was, um, yeah, I was, I was a fan. Oh, that's awesome. That's What'd awesome. you end up going with? We, get, we went family car. I got a makes sense. Yeah, we got a, a big SUV. So cool. yeah, I was oh, like, yeah. how are we gonna fit two dogs, one baby, hopefully more, and this Raptor? I'm like, just gonna put the baby in the truck, <laughs> like strap her, and she's yeah. fine. That's put the awesome. TV on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those Raptors actually have incredible space in the back seat. Yeah, like, it actually is really big. Yeah, they're really cool trucks. Yeah. yeah. When's, your when's your birthday? Soon. Oh, hey. I know. I, d I don't know what to get. We're the worst Very present bad. givers. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, how, how does your daughter feel about that? <laughs> We're good with her. You're good with her. We're good with her. Each Actually, other? We, have we even gotten her? We didn't even get her a birthday present. We didn't get her Christmas. Christmas, present. but she get like babies it, get so much. Oh, like, yeah. at, at some point, we'll 
we'll start the the gifting that's yeah. awesome yeah because well, like when would they remember right? right it's like at what age i wonder yeah she gets something and she's interested in it for a month and a half two months and then she's on to the next thing so that's cool yeah. do you guys have anything uh that's like unique to you you think your relationship or what makes you guys work great or communication is there any like tools kind of i mean i think we're very different but very much alike at the same time um which really helps you know i think we have the same values we like the same shows and things but how we kind of approach it are two very different styles um which is great because we just like end up meeting in the middle a lot of time yeah i mean i think what you said earlier too kind of like the yin and yang like we're just I, like i'm very comfortable with being by my, not not like in the sense of not being with her but like i'm just i'm very comfortable being by myself like i could go live in the middle of nowhere and be fine with it and you're not that you're different you like sort days. of like it but sort of like it for like a week and then <laughs> that's like the i'm yeah. yeah i'm definitely built that same way like it's funny because my whole career is based you know in hollywood and a lot of stuff that me and will do together it's it's best to be here you know and especially entertainment business and uh, and having that like i would love to just get a ranch and live in the middle of nowhere or you know go camp for extended periods of time and kind of get out and it's very much my personality so i totally get what you're saying about and it's finding that balance of like how do I stay in the city so long and then still stay grounded or still feel be able to like breathe? So it's cool to like hear your guys balance with each other because it's definitely its own unique, you know, obviously the reason you guys click so quick, you know, and work so well. Yeah. yeah. Parents think we look alike as well. Oh, yeah. Which is weird. I don't, I don't see I don't, it don't at all. Yeah, I'm not really. Yeah. But both are parents. That? Wait, are, somebody said that. Both are parents. Oh, yeah. 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 But we were in the car actually coming here talking about our next vacation and trying to see if we can do like a no phone vacation. That just oh, wow. sounds glorious. Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. You just get like locked into and trapped into your phone, so, you know, social media, whatever it is. Like just get yeah. away from it. How long would you get away for? A week? Is that... I think a week. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be good. Yeah. I think having something where. You can check in on our family if there's like a, any emergency, but I think that would be, give me the biggest anxiety, like just not being connected to the world and then something like big happening and you not knowing, but just putting it away and then have your activity and just check it once a day just for emergency purposes. I think that's totally fair to have like an emergency access uh, clause in the, in the deal. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's a great way to vacation right there. Yeah, I think I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go do that soon. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Wait, so did you did you grow up here? Like, or uh, I grew up in California uh, for the most part, and you know, my family lived in Florida for a little bit. My I have a younger brother and sister that were born out there, and uh, from the Bay, from Sacramento. And when I can't, we came down here. I never lived in the same place for more than a year, though. So I I would jump school. I switched high schools nine times. I you know middle schools was like six or something like that. Um, never really had any consistency with that. So I never got to play sports. You know, a lot of people are like, for me, 
do you play football? Do you play like, you know, of course, naturally, but um, I never got to. So I ended up doing what I was truly passionate about was like, you know what? I love film. Uh, it was one of my favorite escapes as a child, you know, and, and being able to get really lost in something. I was like, that is incredible to me and I want to give that back. So that's kind of where that, you know, journey began for me and then coming out here. And I've been in L.A. maybe, I don't know, seven or eight years now, I'd say. Uh, and I love it. You know, uh, there's so many people that come here and they say, there's so many bad people. I didn't like it. I only, or they only last a year or something like that. And I'm like, I've met the best people, Will included, that I've ever met in my entire life in this city. And I feel you really get what you put out. And I think that's the same thing in life, you know, in general. But this city especially, it gets so many people. It's a melting pot. You know, you get so many people from all over the world with so many different professions and, and different goals and dreams and at different places in their life. And I have been able to connect and meet so many incredible people. And that's for me, like, I feel like I'm always going to have some kind of home here, regardless if I live here or not, because I do think, you know, living in the middle of nowhere is like the goal, the dream, you know, uh, I think it'd be amazing. But uh, as far as that goes, yeah, I think this city has been incredible all around. Uh, and now we're doing this podcast where we get to meet even more amazing people. And that's like the coolest thing in the world to me, you know, having uh, conversations with power couples, you know, that's that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything you guys want to promote or? Anything you got going on right now? Just being awesome parents and kind of cruising? Yeah, pretty much. Just yeah. chasing a two-year-old around. That is a more than a full-time job. Yeah. And yeah. I decided to add a puppy in the mix. Um, oh, yeah? I've been talking about it for a while and bugging him. And my girls and I went on a girl's trip. And there was some alcohol involved. And I put down a deposit for a puppy. And um, we got her. It's been great. But also... I don't know if I recommend getting a, a very young puppy with a toddler at the same time. It's like it's two toddlers, right? Yeah, it's really funny. Uh, the puppy's worse. Though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yes. a toddler, like, obviously they can't take care of themselves, but they can figure out for like a little bit amount of time how to take care of themselves, right? Like, McKenna can she knows how to turn the tv on so like if she gets bored she can just click a couple buttons where the puppy's just gonna go pee and bark it, it, they they can't do anything for themselves <laughs> yeah we were um she sleeps in our room and we woke up in the middle of the night one night i'm like we have rats in this house i hear oh, gnawing yeah. on the wall and we look over and i don't know how but she's like eating the vertical wall what like the just scraping her teeth on, on the, drywall. the drywall oh my god and I, I thought the same thing too because i thought it was rats and it was like this is gonna suck if we have rats here yeah and i mean look over and there's this little fluffy rat on the floor yeah that's really, what, what kind of uh puppy is it um old english sheepdog so we have an older old english sheepdog and it's hard in compare it's not fair to her because he's like the best dog ever you know the easiest chillest and she will be that she's great um but it's it's just really funny it's also really funny because the puppy and the baby like the same things so they are like rivals right now they oh. like the same toys they like the same chew toys at one point <laughs> we found mckenna chewing on daisy's bone no this happens like once a day it's That's like really a reoccurring cute. thing um <laughs> and then sh the puppy chews on her teething toy so now that's all daisies and 
um, Daisy's obsessed with the trampoline, so is the is the baby. So they end up fighting on the trampoline together, and it's like, you know, see who can last longer on the trampoline, <laughs> and you know, usually Daisy wins most of the time. Um, I feel like uh, that has like TikTok video written all <laughs> over yeah. it, like Dude. puppy and baby on trampoline. <laughs> very, very entertaining household right now. Yeah, and she has this like little step thing where she's like higher than the dogs, and her favorite thing to do right now is feed them carrots. Hmm. So it's like our own like petting zoo. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's a zoo at our house. It's as long as you don't zoo. look over and see uh, McKenna on the walls teething on the firewall, you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they learn quick. So look, I, mommy, look what I, what I can do. <laughs> just like daisy yeah but she's very interested in their dog bowls right now yeah i'm waiting for that to happen oh no one day it's gonna happen happen. she's gonna either a ask later on to be fed in a dog bowl probably or just drink drink. yeah yeah. it's like my buddy does it this way right Yeah. yeah i'm gonna do it like my buddy yeah, and she's obsessed with them. Like the first thing that she asks for when she wakes up, she's like, Daisy, Gatsby. So she loves them, which is which is great. And they're great with her too. Yeah. It's a good good family dog. Yeah. For sure. And even the puppy, like as as young as she is and as crazy as she is, she, you know, never once growls at the baby or, yeah. you know, she can do whatever she wants and won't do anything. Great combo. Yeah, that's cool. So, Johnny, you clearly have, you know, basketball in the family, your father being a NBA legend. And I wanted to ask, you know, how did you first get into the sport and then how you got into, you know, being an executive and, and in the business side of it? I I mean, I, I started playing basketball, you know, when I could start walking like little tykes hoops and all that. Um, and I mean, similar to her in the aspect of when you're young, you try everything, figure out what you're good at. Um, and I was pretty good at golf, and but was better at basketball. And then I just completely gave everything else up and just focused on basketball. Um, probably when I was like 10 or 11. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, just when when we moved to memphis when my dad went to work for the grizzlies i i started spending a lot of time around him um in the off season like during the draft free agency all that and started to become really interested in what that part of basketball was um and you know was still still playing and um had ambitions to be something more than i ever could be but um ended up playing in college and then um yeah like it was it was just a lot of picking my dad's brain um and you know luckily for me i had that ability to do that where i could sit in and draft meetings and listen to him talk to other teams about trades and you know this this and that um so for me like that was my intro into working in basketball not playing um that was kind of from like freshman year in high school i just oh, took wow. a really very hard interest in into that i mean that yeah that's to be exposed to you know the business side of operations at that age i mean that's incredible yeah no yeah it was the best best learning experience you could ever have like to 
like in my mind, I, I been, I've been, I don't want to say working cause I haven't had like an official capacity, you know, with the team, but I've been learning and working from, you know, 14 years old on. Yeah. Um, so I've had, and, and like, even before that, like when I didn't really know what working was, right. Like I was eight, nine years old and my dad still worked for the Lakers and I'm in their draft room and, and seeing all that going to workouts and, um, like I just had this background of what this could be. And then when I finally figured out like, okay, this is the beginning of like the next step of your life. Like it was an easy, easy transition for me. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's incredible and inspiring. That's, you know, with kind of like me with film, right. It's like, I feel like we were pretty much everyone at the table was kind of lucky to know at an early age, what we wanted to do. And like even just quitting all the other sports and focusing on basketball, that's a decision you made that was proactive that helped you learn the game and like get more focused on it. But I feel like that's important in life, right? Uh, if you can cut out other things and focus your time, attention and energy on on one, you can you can really learn more and get more focused. For on sure, it. for sure. And I mean, I don't, like I think everybody at at that age thinks that, okay, I'm going to make it pro. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And the reality is, is there's 400 and no, how many there's, there's 500 and at, at max, there's 510 players in the NBA right now, just because you don't play in the M in the NBA, it doesn't mean you can't have a successful playing career. Like guys, can go overseas and do way better than they ever could like trying to make it in the NBA. Um, but there's also different avenues to being involved in basketball, um, coaching front office, working for an agency, working for the league off. Like there's just so many other things you can do. Yeah. Um, so to, for people to just open their minds to other avenues. And I think like, even see it now with guys who play in the NBA, like a majority of those guys, you know, they're, they're making the top players are making or, or will end up making 400, $500 million in their career. Like where you don't have to do anything, but a lot of them are now, you know, going back and working in a front office coaching, um, somebody like Jawan Howard, you know, who made yeah. a ton of money playing. He goes back and is head coach at Michigan at his alma mater. Like there's just, there's so many things you can do besides play. And obviously those guys played and had successful careers, but there, there's just so much more you, that sports can give you the opportunity of doing. I feel like that's inspiring for people to hear also, like, you know, you can get involved in a sport, even if you're not playing, right? Yeah. Like you can, there's so many different, whether it's starting a company around it, or like you said, going to an agency. That's yeah. cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah definitely not limiting yourself to I, I meet so many people um, in the entertainment business as well you know uh, and there's a lot of similarities with sports as well I found and you start off you know people who think they want to be an actor and they try it out and then so all of a sudden they realize oh dang uh, either I don't really like this I don't like being on camera or, or uh, I have a knack for directing yeah. or writing or you know and it's 
you, we can't have those things. We can't have basketball without the people like you who are doing all these other careers and even the overseas stuff, you know, like there's just this huge ecosystem that, you know, it ties into so many people's passions, you know, and like even as you're, what you're saying, you know, you can make $500 million, but you love the game so much. You want to go coach, right. you want to, you know, yeah. and it's so cool seeing that and meeting people like that. Cause I'm a big advocate for doing what you're passionate about, doing what you love, you know, even, even if it's familiar to you as well, you know, but uh, I, I don't do things if I'm not if I'm not passionate about it because I'd rather wake up and be stoked every day uh, than worry about you know d- did I become a billionaire like yeah. that's not the fulfilling stuff at yeah. the end of the day you know it, at least not for me it's not um, focusing on the health the happiness and am I having a good time in life you know I, I, tomorrow's not promised for me do I wake up happy to work with one of my best friends you know we're doing this podcast am I happy to create these projects with these incredibly talented people like hell yeah. And that's what I think it's all about. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. And it's the coolest thing to see because, you know, you're part of one of the best teams in the league. <laughs> it's it's yeah. awesome. Go Devs. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool hearing, you know, Johnny and his family and his friends talk about basketball. I mean, obviously, I've watched occasionally on TV and I still don't know much about basketball, but it's like, they can like throw out random stats and a random player like off the top of their head. And I'm just like, how did you do that? <laughs> I don't even know my own stats, you know? <laughs> um, but the, what the cool thing about watching Johnny work and, you know, his friends work and like kind of behind the scenes that there's so many pieces to the puzzle. And I think the same thing in like film and, you know, for me, when I just like play golf, it's just, I just play golf. Right. But behind the scenes, there's like so many pieces to the puzzle. So it's like really cool to see in his job, like how to fit those pieces the best. And there's so much that goes into it. And it's, it's really fascinating to watch. Yeah. That's, it reminded me of a story when we had Jim Gray on. Uh, he was saying about Tiger Woods, you know, and he interviewed him when he was so young. And uh, he was saying how he's like, I wish, you know, back then when, how old was Tiger when he, when he asked him about uh, being his caddy? Uh, nine. He was like nine years old. You know, he said he could be my caddy. And he's like, Jim was just going on and on about how I should have done it. I would have made way more money. You know, I would have done, you know, 15, 10, 15%, whatever it was. I was just going on. I was like, that is so funny to hear because he's had such an incredible legendary um, yeah. career. Uh, but yeah, that's, I don't know. It just reminded me of that for some reason. It's such a fun little thing. <laughs> Have you dealt with, you know, tiger comparisons in your life in terms of like, cause some of the accomplishments, I mean, you were younger than he was when you did him. I definitely got that comparison a lot. And you know, I was so cocky and so arrogant when I was younger and I was like, yeah, I could beat him. <laughs> yeah. That, did not happen at all um you know it 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 was pretty amazing to get that comparison i was like i was super flattered but i think it i think people are always just trying to compare um especially when you're doing something so different because they just want to bring it back to something that they are familiar with um and i just I guess I was always trying to tell people like, no, no, I'm different. I have my own story. And, you know, it bugs me when, you know, people try to compare younger golfers to me because I don't think that's fair to them. You know, everyone has their own unique story and you should be one of a kind. You should be, you know, I should have my own story. You know, someone coming up should have their own story. I mean, Tiger is an amazing story. He's, he's the idol, you know. Um, so I just think, you know, when I hear of comparisons, it, I just feel like everyone should just be their own thing. 
Yeah, I love that. One of one of my favorite quotes is uh, "Bring your own uniqueness into the world," mm-hmm. uh, and I always kind of go back to that when I'm thinking about what I want to do and how I want to show up in the world. And sports are obviously very competitive. You know, it's it's based on competition. I feel a lot of it, and so it's it's nice to hear. It's it's awesome to hear from a, a golfer's perspective, also, and it's because it is. You know, technically, you know, it's not a team sport necessarily. So you're sitting here talking about being creative and that's one of my favorite comparisons as well because you can still be creative as a competitor, you know? Um, but I've always found, uh, I heard a while back about, you know, competition, you can only be as good or better, a little bit better than, you know, the, the person you're competing against, but creative, you have a limitless possibilities to be whatever that version is, you know? And so I, I really like what you said about, you know, people are unique. You have their own stories. We are all different. You know, we all have different stories and we show up different. We play different. We, you know, work different. And uh, I think that's a really cool perspective to have too, especially with what you do, you know? Yeah. Thanks, also. Have you always been this wise? No, I'm still <laughs> not wise at all. I'm very There's immature. That humility again. Dang it. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I was talking to my mom about that the other day, like creativity in different professions. Yeah. And it's like, I would think in golf, there's tons of creativity with like, what club are you, you want to draw it in? You want to, you know, punch it around the tree. Like it's gotta be working with your caddy or something. I mean, would you say there's a lot of creativity in golf? Oh, that's my favorite part about the game. Um, there's two, um, one is the creativity and other is the struggle. Um, you know, I think it's so much fun when you're going out there, it's limitless, you know, even if you have like the most straightforward shot, you're in the middle of the fairway and you have a pin that's in the middle of the green, you could hit that shot a hundred different ways, whether there's a low fade, high draw, just a low straight stinger. Um, you have 14 clubs to choose from technically. I mean, obviously you won't use either a putter or drive from the fairway, but there are just so many opportunities to do so many different things. And I think it's so much fun. And also the struggle part of it, you know, you're never going to play a perfect round ever. No one is ever going to do that. Um, and the whole beauty of the game is what are you going to do when you get behind a tree? You know, how, how are you going to see the shot? Or, you know, up and down, a little flop shot, a little bump and run. Um, so, yeah, I think golf is super creative. Um, and that's like the fun part about it. Even when you have a caddy, a lot of times they won't see your vision. Um, but that's the best part about it because only you can see it and you're the one that ultimately is going to hit it. Um, so just really playing into the creative side of things. And then you can express the vision to the caddy and maybe they can add or subtract something from it and work exactly. with them. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. you're, talk, you're talking about creative in that and you say you get behind a tree all i'm thinking is like let me get the chainsaw off the truck yeah. and cut it down <laughs> Which that's how i play golf yeah. have, right? I, got, you know, I, got, <laughs> I got some stuff oh my a little God, bit dude. of a little bit of everything on there yeah that's awesome did you guys watch speaking of creativity did you guys watch the kanye thing on netflix i watched the Will. first like 20 minutes i was very impressed oh wow like for someone to be that creative and to be, it, it really spoke to me because how he believed in himself from day one, that's something that I've always struggled with um, internally. I think I've always struggled with confidence um, and just to see someone so brilliant but so confident in himself, it was really inspiring. That's cool. I definitely have to check it out then because I'm a big fan of that as well. It's uh, Even when you have all odds against you, I always – repeat to myself, you know, believe in yourself more than anyone else ever could. 
And I found that that belief also channels uh, more people to believe in you because you're like, well, you know what, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm confident in myself. I'm going to go create and, and be that version. And all of a sudden, you know, the people that were the naysayers or the haters or, you know, writing those crazy comments on social media, all of a sudden they join your team because they're like, oh, he's doing it or she's doing it. Like, how do I do it? You know, they go from, you know, like you're never going to get there to either I knew I know that person or they start asking you how to do it. And it's so funny to watch that transition for me. But it's also, you know, there are extremely hard times. There's tons of pressure. There's things that are outside of our control that so many people don't see on the outs from the outside world. And it's just about bringing it back to that faith in yourself, you know, and I think it really becomes infectious and it's Kanye is like <laughs> next level. He said some, he, he has said some incredible things over the years. And I've also seen, you know, I think we all have in, in newsline articles stuff, him doing crazy stuff, you know, but he's doing it, you know, yeah, you know even he, like, even some of the, the crazy things that he's put out there where people look at him and you know, just roll their eyes like, what is he talking about? And then, you know, a couple of years later, this guy goes from having like a, you know, to where people were saying he was broke and yada, yada, to where now he's got a $7 billion brand by himself. Like he's, I, I'm a big, I've always been a big fan of his, but just to see like the actual, like thinking part of it, the process of how he got from where he was to where he is now, like, and obviously like he's hit roadblocks along, along the way, which everybody does. But hit, like Michelle was saying, like his ability to believe in himself and know that one day, like one day he was going to be what he's saying he was going to be. Like it was, it was crazy. And like what you were saying too, like people in his camp didn't even believe in him. Like people with his, he was one of the best producers in, in all of hip hop and his own, his own record label was like not taking him seriously. And he's like playing them in their office college dropout, which is like one of the best albums of all time. And people are just sitting there like staring at the sky and not believing this guy. It's like, holy shit. Like (laughs) this guy has this in front of you and you don't even you're not even paying attention. It was, it was really crazy. And the other crazy part of it too is the guy that that shot all the footage. Just one day was like, you know, I think this guy's gonna be something special. Like I'm gonna quit my job and just start filming this guy like 24 seven. And like, how did he see that? And yeah. like, it's just I, that paid off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's been a lot of articles and, and news stories that have come out on him. And I see them and I'm like, everyone, so many people are so quick to judge and say, oh, Connie's crazy or he's got, you know, but if he does, you know, deal with mental health stuff as well, I, I'm a big fan of, of seeing people in that space and what they do and how they cope with it. You know, somebody who suffers, you know, from depression myself, I love finding those tools and those gifts uh, that they leave behind. But it's, yeah, it's it's fascinating. Like to see back to my point of the the articles and stuff. I'm like, this guy is so smart. Like I think he like you get to a point where like, was that methodical or was that just a moment? You know, like and it's hard to decipher the difference. And it's kind of like the Oscars thing with Will Smith. You know, he's goes up and does his thing, and we're like, is that script? Was that part of the show? Was it scripted? Until you realize, oh, it wasn't. You know, and those moments. But look what it did. Like. I haven't seen anything on my social media accounts besides that, you know, and it broke the internet essentially. Um, but for Kanye, you know, there's so many points where it's like, 
he gets the game. He knows what he's doing. He's got belief that's out of this world. Uh, I have not seen many people like that in my entire life. Um, and it, you, he's doing it. You know, he's doing everything that he's saying he was going to do, and and then some. And you don't even know what the next move is. You know, it's 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 amazing. Like, where is he going to go next? Yeah, I mean, to stay relevant and like stay on top of the world like that for that long. I mean, it's kind of like he the all press is good press with with him, right? Because it's like no matter what, he's in the news. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but he's always in the news. Got to give it to the guy. I got to watch that for sure. We, we're gonna try watch. to get some views. So if you want to slap me, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, thank you. Okay. I, I saw the truck up. <laughs> See, that's why we have it there. That's why. Yeah, the, so. everyone on the block. It's like there goes the neighborhood. Got the truck, Beverly <laughs> Hillbillies. Basically, yeah, right. I know. Right? No, basically every house from that point on is completely safe. You know, so it's great. Is there anything uh, coming up for you guys? Or no, it's coming yeah. up. We're, I thought it was Good. February yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You should be asking about future plans. Yeah, no, I, I have long forgotten what day of the week it is. Like, it's for the past couple years. I have no idea anymore yeah. until I get a notification like, oh, you got to get on a flight in four hours. Like, or what's going on tomorrow? I, it's it's wild. It's yeah, somebody, um, we were somewhere the other day and somebody uh, was like, oh, there's a couple's Valentine's Day tournament. I don't know, she was you were reading it off the page and i was like yeah we just um we just joined realize? this new club and there's like a schedule of events and i got really excited i was like oh my god we i just saw february, february. 14th yeah. and what is it even march april? it's april 1st april fools oh yeah so i was like oh my god we could make the valentine's day couples <laughs> tournament that'd be so much fun and like the GM is there, like literally everyone's looking at me like I'm the dumbest person. And John is like, <laughs> what? I'm like, we've got plenty of time before that happens. Like that's, yeah. that's 2023. Make we've the next one. 10 months. Yeah. I'm like, oh no. So how old is McKenna? She is turning two in June. Okay. So that's yeah. like still super young. Yeah. I feel like I'd be like not sleeping totally out of it no, i don't know she's been a great sleeper from yeah. the get-go and we've oh, had great. a good well, at the beginning like when you actually have to wake them up like we had a good good routine and but now she just yeah she door sleeps. locks yeah are great yeah, door yeah. Helps too. <laughs> i got a, a question for both of you yeah what are your craziest golf and nba stories that you guys have had if you want to share Ooh, crazy! Not, and that's not story. a extra credit. It's not a if. That's a that's a you have to share. <laughs> do I have a crazy golf story? I, I mean, feel like I do. Look at your entire life. It's <laughs> yeah. all crazy. Sure. <laughs> I, I would know. say biopic. I've, so say. I've seen something that has happened on a golf course that recorded has only ever happened five times in the history of golf. Wow. My my brother, um, who's a really good golfer. Um, lives in lives in Colorado we were playing um at Colorado Golf Club and he made two double eagles in the same round wow yeah it was wow what yeah i've never kidding? had a double eagle in my entire it's, life it's it's happened 5 <laughs> times in the history of golf wow. from from what i know of so 
so he might he like hold out, hold out with a wood on a well right. one one was with a three wood it was a terrible shot actually like <laughs> it was he he pretty much topped it but it was like it wasn't a top to where it you know rolls out like 80 yards like he kind of hit it solid so it, it like rolls out goes down in like a ditch waste area pops out rolls all the way back of the green like ball disappears he couldn't see where where what happened where he was but i was like up a little bit so i'm like thinking like there's no way that went in and walk up i get to the green first I look in the hole, it's in the hole, and like I don't have any reaction because I want to see like what his reaction. So I like I would have freaked out. I, I kind of screwed with him. Like I went to the hole, looked, saw I was in there. I went to the back of the green, like looked at the back of the green, and he comes up and he's like, "Oh my god, double eagle, yeah, yeah." And then this was like the sixth or seventh hole, and then the sixteenth hole is a shorter part five, and you know like. Colorado, you're at elevation and it can travel. Yeah. He, he had an eight iron in and this one was like actually a good golf shot. Like one hop in the hole makes it. Yeah. And I then mean, like, geez. just to give him a hard time, the best part of the story was I, I beat him that day. No way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Drop that at the yeah. end. Yeah. I, I always, cause he, he likes to leave that part out. Right. Like, oh, I mean, I would. You just went, <laughs> if it was my brother. You just went six under on two holes and you lose. To, like, come on, man. <laughs> That's it. Like, and, and you have wow. to, like, I have to humble him a little bit, too, because you well, lost, you, you lost you, to your younger brother that day. Yeah, you can't leave out the facts, you <laughs> yeah, know? Right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. Have you seen anything close to that? I've seen, you know, like people hole in for a double eagle, but not two of them. I mean, that's, that's insane. Yeah, that's unheard of. Yeah. Is that an albatross? Two, yeah. Two, albatross. Yeah. Two albatrosses. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I've done a little bit of golfing. First Have you ever seen ever. a photo of an albatross? Oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah. Oh, is that a. <laughs> no, it's the bird. Like the <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the actual. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's hilarious. Brock had a good hole in Cabo. First time playing Eldo. First time playing ever. Ever. <laughs> Aldo ever. But like, what is he, Birdie the par five? Yeah. I think so. Oh, wow. It's pretty birdie good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. First time playing golf, you made a birdie. Yeah. Wow. It, maybe like second or third small. hole. But wow. like, yeah. Still. Like, yeah. Yeah. On a par five, too. That. That's legit. That's really good. Yeah. I was with clubs that are way too small, too. Yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> way too small. <laughs> I was like trying to like we'll figure get it you, out. Uh, We'll get, get you LA golf. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Can you guys you put go. a little bit out there in the backyard? No, we no. Gotta do that. Maybe we'll do a little send off of that. And yeah. then, uh... That'd be cool. You guys <laughs> yeah, want to roll some roll yeah. some putts? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right, cool. Um, yeah, let's do that. Uh, do you have any place uh, you want to send people to? You know, follow you guys or. I know you love social media a lot. I can tell. No. <laughs> follow her. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's my Instagram. Yeah. Show we West. Awesome. All right, should we? Uh, on, on the plane, on that note. Yeah, you yeah. want to get out there? I want to Let's do it. see, yeah. see what that putter Let's can do. do. It. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.